Good evening and welcome to What's the Crack podcast with me, David Collins, and I'm here today with my co-host, Neil. How are you, mate? Yes, good, Dave. How are you, mate? By the time we got around to doing this, eh? It is, mate. Hopefully get it out for people straight away. Yeah, that's the plan, mate. That's the plan. You know, we've uh, we've had a fair few people follow us on Twitter, etc., and ask you what when the first episode is coming out. So here it is for you. There we go. Just a little bit, really, before we carry on, this is just kind of a get-to-know podcast, so you know who's running it with, obviously, me and Neil. Um, me and Neil actually went to the same primary school and secondary school, but apart from a night in the laundry club we won't mention, we didn't actually meet each other properly until we used to get the bus from the laundry club to Cov Games in the first couple of years at the Rico. Yeah, well, that was a fun bus, wasn't it? Used to have a good laugh. Um, used to pick up, I think, the Rainbow and Orsley, Maudsley as well. Used to pick up a few on the way, but yeah, we had, we had some fun times on that bus, man. We had some fun times. Some days they were. Yeah, Pat Raybould downstairs, bless her. Legend she was, weren't she? Yeah, I love Pat, love Pat. She she was, you know, obviously, you know, you went to Templars, but she was the school receptionist, so I've known Pat all my life. She's been a family friend for years, so um, I, I used to love getting the bus with Pat, seeing what she's doing with the family zone and stuff. is wicked. It must be weird for us, obviously, knowing me and you since we were, like, two, three years old. Now, looking at us now, like, you're in your 30s, I'm 29 in a couple of weeks. She must be thinking it's mad. Yeah, exactly. It just shows how much time flies. Well, so, getting getting down to the pod, I think um, I think the best thing to do is we explain what we're going to, what we're going to do for you guys, uh, what you guys are going to be listening to. So, the series that we're, we're doing now is the Getting to Know You series. Um, by the time this comes out, you would have seen that we've done a poll on our Twitter. Um, of who you guys wanted to see as our first guest, and that was one boy, Katie, uh, who we'll be recording with soon. Um, but what we thought we'd do before that is we'd get to know get to know us, so you guys know who we are, know what we're about. Um, so we're going to have some core questions that, we, that we're going to ask every single guest um, involving, you know, your love of Coventry, what we know about Coventry City, uh, our, our, you know, some good memories. We'll then look at what we know about other football, and, you know, what good memories we've got of that. And then the creme de la creme uh, is, is your best City eleven, which is what we'll finish up with. How does that sound, Dave? Absolutely perfect, mate. Let's go. Happy days. Right. So let's get into the Coventry questions. Let's go back to the start then, Neil. What was your first ever game? Wow. We are going back. First ever game, 1996, September. We were at home, Leeds United. George Graham's first game for Leeds, we won 2-1. John Salako and Noel Whelan, we were 1-0 down after about a minute. And I thought, here we fucking go. <laughs> um, you know, baptism of fire. I'd watched the Euros over the summer and that made me fall in love with football. So it was my first real, real love of, of the game. Was that um, yeah, your six? Yeah, you're a 96. I, I was eight. Um, and... I got really like, encapsulated with football during then, and it's you know been a book since. Yeah, well, the first game, my mum took me and my brother up to watch up to watch Leeds at Highfield Road in the McDonald's family stand, um, and just that feeling when you first walk up those stairs and you come out of the, you come out of the concourse and onto the steps and you're looking at the green green grass and you just oh, I'm getting goosebumps now talking about it. Just I I, I got bit by the bug straight away. That, that's one feeling that you can't beat. You just can't beat it. What about you, mate? It's funny you actually mentioned um, Pat Raybould. I was with her at my first ever game. Um, and my, my uncle Mark Collins as well, they both did a family zone together now. Uh, it's a strange one. I can only remember certain bits. I remember it was against Espanyol. I remember Dion Dublin missed mm. a penalty. Can't remember the score. Um, but I also remember, I don't know how I remember this. You know we saw Robert Gianni? Yes, 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 he, yes. He was there in the stands watching the game, then he fucked off to the oh, Madrid about later. That's... That's the infamous game where we stood in the suit and the sunglasses that was on the front of the Telegraph. Yeah, that was it. That was the biggest bit of money laundering that's ever happened, weren't it? <laughs> Real Betis didn't want to sell into Real Madrid, so Real Madrid paid us a million pounds to do it for them. So, uh, paid us a million quid for them to come and watch Espanyol in a friendly at Highfield Road. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Some of the stuff that goes on. But I was the same as you, young lads. As soon as, soon as I walked, walked in and seen, seen the pitch, that was it. I thought, I've got to come every week for the rest of my life. Yeah, and for some of it we've done as well. Yeah. Um, happy days, happy days. Right, so people who know me on Twitter and know me in real life will know I've got a little bit of a passion for football shirts, um, especially classic shirts. Um, what was your first ever City shirt you owned, Dave? It was the 
black and blue stripes with a badge like kind of drew into it at the bottom. Oh, beautiful. 97 98, I think, when Huckabee scored against um, that oh, world no. against Man United. Yeah. Yeah. That was love the that kit. Still love that, love still that, love that top to this day. Yeah, it's, it's a beauty. It's a beauty. What was yours? Mine was the season before. Um, there's a little bit of a pattern with me when it comes to when it comes to shirts. Everyone knows I bang on about the uh, the Coxsport Teeth uh, yellow and purple away kit, uh, which is my favourite shirt. Wasn't my first though. I always seem to get away shirts, and my first one was the red and blue checkered one. Um, Zola wore. Yeah, the one that Zola wore uh, in, in that infamous game. Um, yeah. Um, I had that. I think my brother had the home one. It, me and my brother, we both had birthdays a lot, two weeks apart in September. So we both we always used to seem to get uh, the cough kit for our birthday. He always used to seem to get the home kit. I always, always used to seem to get the away kit. Um, and that was preference, to be fair. I've always preferred the away kit. I don't know what it is. I think it's because there's only so much you can do with the the, the sort of coarse sky blue. Yeah. Uh, there's You know, there's only so many different variations you can do with it. And to be fair, you know, recently we've done fantastic with it. Um but I think with the away kit, it just gives you a little bit more variety, you know. I, I, I've always just preferred it. I'm kind of the opposite, because even if I like the away kit, I very rarely buy them now, because I like to wear sky blue to games. So if I buy them, I'm yeah. buying them right the house. I just think there's no point. I, I know what you mean. I, I think I own one home shirt currently, and that's the Robbie Keane Moroccan ones, the... Uh, it was all sky blue and I had like the navy blue trim on the shoulders. Yeah, it's the one we beat box- Arsenal on Boxing Day with. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the only home shirt I currently own. Talking of away shirts, what's your first away game? First away game, uh, Derby away, Pride Park, nil-nil. It was the last, it was either the last game of the season or the last away game of the season. Um, Paolo one-shot Mr. Sitter from about six yards out. And that was my first experience really of a whole stand giving one player shit. Because <laughs> um, we were we were behind the goal as it happened, um, and he's kind of like he slid and he got an open goal. He slid and he's kind of shanked the ball wide, and he's kind of fat, carried on going, and he's ended up on the advertising holdings right in front of us. And you have you got everyone down the front? Ah, you fucking way, yeah. Um, what nine ten year old me was like, what's going on here? This is mad. <laughs> but yeah, it was also Roland Nilsson's first game back uh, after he got the horrible injury away at Arsenal. I think yeah. he couldn't do this long. It was his first game back. So yeah, that that, that was a that was a lovely moment when he came out because he came over to the fans and the reception he got was phenomenal, phenomenal. Nice ground as well, Pride Park. Yeah, not bad, not bad. It, it, it weren't bad at all. It it was one of the first ones that's kind of this new sort of bowl sort of um, thing that's kind of the bit of the range now. Uh, any new stadium seems to be, but yeah it's really good I, I don't know why I've got vivid memories and people are going to take the piss out of me for this but they were handing out Kit Kat Chunkies in the concourse um, I think it was I the year that living the dream fucking hell mate I had about seven it was great um, but that was when I was skinny that's before I'm fat like I am now um, but uh, it's weird that the silly little things that stick with me we've got the official club coach um, and yeah it was just completely different to the way games we go on these days yeah, I think just to kind of touch on Pride Park, I've got a weird memory from that. It was in the Championship. I don't know what year or anything. I know we got beat 1-0. Um, but I was only a kid. I was there before the game. And that ram, the mascot, said, do you want to come on the pitch and play football with me? And I was like, yeah, go on. I like, not really know what's going on. <laughs> Next thing I'm taking penalties down the cover end. But I was that scared. I absolutely shank Lampard it wide. I felt like a right did. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've seen you play. You probably would have put it wide anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we know about that away game. What was your first one, mate? Um, Leicester at Filbert Street. Oh, I love that. Uh, Tuesday night as well, under the lights. Oh, but, um, can't think, beat football under the lights, can you? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, as much as I hate Leicester, it's a, it was a proper old school ground, Filbert Street was, how, how a ground should be. Yeah. Uh, I know we wore, a, that. remember that white kit we had? With the, the badge on it again? Yeah, yeah, it was the same season as the, um, as the one that you had, the first one, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was playing white, wasn't it? But you can still, still see the badge silhouette in it, yeah. yeah. Wore that kit, lost 1 0. That's what I remember. But I remember even, think, even then, because the atmosphere is so different, local derby away from home, I just thought, nah, this is it, this is me. Yeah, and I think I think that's the thing I missed out on. Um, my mum wouldn't let me go to many away games like as a young kid. Um, so it, it, I didn't really get that sort of away day proper experience. I think, I think one of the first ones was Stockport 
Yeah, first game, yeah, I was gonna say championship with division one. And I think that was the first real game that kind of I really felt it. because um, even though I was at Villa Park the day we went down, I was kind of shouted a little bit because it was Villa. Um mm. You know, I, I was with families. We didn't go anywhere near where you think there's going to be any trouble. Um, and the day's just a blur, just an emotional wreck. But that sort of, but that Stockport game was the first time I went with a couple of mates in school. And it was just... Didn't Lee Hughes score in his debut? I think he did, mate. I think he did. I, I, I genuinely can't remember. I remember Stockport having a, having a decent side, to be fair. Then. They weren't a bad side. I think they had Aaron Wilbrahams. Carlton Palmer may have been there. They had... They had not a bad side. Actually, Park was a lovely place to go. Like you want to talk about old school grounds, um, that that was a great ground as well. Um, What's your best yeah. ever away game? Best ever away game. But it can't well, be Notts County. Can't be Notts County. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, I weren't there, but I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to stay away from the obvious. I don't want to go Man United because I know everyone will do that. Um, and I'm torn between two. To be fair. Um, and both in recent times. Rochdale away last season, I thought was great. Um, atmosphere was rocking. I think the football we played, and I think it's the day where I knew we were going to win the league. Yeah. Um, it's just something about that day. Everything felt great. It was a lovely old school stadium. Um, everything about it just felt really good. Um, and then the only other one that I think, yeah, no, I've got to go with it. MK Dons away in the FA Cup uh, when yeah. we won 1-0. Max Biami scored and literally the place just went nuts. Um, the whole place was just rocking the, the, the whole night. Um, I, I, I stayed out in Milton Keynes after that. It was yeah. yeah, it was a good night out as well. Good I bet, out. mate. I bet, mate. I, the only thing I didn't like about that is for some reason we got tickets from, I think we got our tickets, train tickets from Bletchley. So we had to walk back to the train station and I think we took a wrong turn somewhere. And it was raining, it was horrible, it was fucking minging. Like, mate, I always but, go to Bletchley, it's, it's nearer to the ground than Milton Keynes. Yeah, but I think the, the way everyone else was going, I think there was a bus or something that went to Milton Keynes, which would have been a lot easier, but fuck it, you never make it easy for yourself on away days, do you? No, nah, never. Yeah, so, so I, I think, you know, staying away from, staying away from you know, the big ones, I, I think that's, that, that's my best away there, mate. What about you? Again, I'll do the same as you, staying away from the big ones, obviously the obvious, not scouting Man United. Um, in recent, I say recent times now. It's not that recent anymore. Um, back in the championship, played Leicester away on a Sunday, two two nil down. James McPake scored an overhead kick. Yes, late on, mate. I've never celebrated that in my life. I swear that was on BBC as well. I it think was, yeah, it was on the BBC. Yeah, I, I think I think I recorded it once when I got home. That was a great day to be fair. About seven seven eight of us went on Sunday afternoon, two 0 down. You think fucking hell, we got beat here again, and we all obviously hate Leicester. But to make coming back that day, I felt like we won the Champions League. I was high for about three days just off that game. Yeah, I, I can imagine, mate. Um, you know what? I, I didn't go last year, but I'd put that up where up there with how probably people felt about Portsmouth away last year. Yeah, the you thrill. Know? But you, I reckon people coming away from that game must have been high as a kite all the way home. Um, other ones to mention, just random ones. I remember going to Bristol City on a Tuesday night. We won 2-1. It absolutely pissed it down. <laughs> Always rains in Bristol when we go down there for yeah. some reason. Um, other other ones trying to think recent times, really. The Sunderland 5-4 was classed as well. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that, that's got to be up there with most people's as well, I'm sure. Is that, is that your favourite game or... If, if, is there another game that really tops it for you? Again, I reckon we stay away from the obvious here. We don't go Wembley. We don't go, you know, the, the usuals. What's your favourite ever City game? Favourite ever City game? The one that stands out straight away is Robbie Keane's debut against Derby when he got two and went two. What a game. Also, the same season, Arsenal Boxing Day winning 3 2. That's probably my favourite ever game. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, mate. It was. Um... It was a hell of a game, a hell of a game, and that goal from Robbie Keane just just shown how good he was. It's just, it's just a shame he didn't stick around a bit longer, wasn't it? Bless him. Yeah, it's the only thing he had some career there, didn't he? Yeah, he's gone on to do a bit. To be fair, bless him. What's your um, favourite of a game? Obviously, not the obvious ones. Again, I'm going to go a bit left field. Um, one, I loved the Gillingham game, the first game back at the Rico. Yeah, some atmosphere. That was that was some hours. I think that kind of shown what we're capable of as a as a club and as a fan base, that if everyone started singing off the same page, what we could really do week in, week out, 
Um, I remember that there were some great games in the championship era. Um, you're talking, I remember, you know, some of the Leeds games at home, Cardiff games at home. So it stands out for me. Do you remember it was on Sky, our five kickoff on a Saturday afternoon. Beat Preston two one to go top of the league. Michael Doyle. Yes, yes, yeah, I, I remember that. Um, I, I don't know what it is. But we always seem to have really good atmospheres, and it, it's the atmosphere that I'm going for on this one. And it, again, this might be a little bit out there, but it was Preston in the Johnson's Paint Trophy. Two um, one down in the 90th minute. Yeah, and then we scored the two goals last few minutes. You, you just knew something was happening. You know, I said it before. I love it under the lights. Everyone was singing. It, you know, the atmosphere was was just rocking, just rocking. Um, and even when we're down, you thought, you know, we 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 we're gonna get something out of this. Um, and then you know, just was it Baker and Clark getting the getting yeah, the goals yeah, later? Yeah. On? Yeah. Oh, mate, honestly, I, I lost I lost my head. I think I think a bloke near me fainted. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember like someone being on the floor and I don't know if that was just limbs or if he actually fainted um, but yeah that, that's got to be up there with one of, one of my favourite ever games Funny you mentioned the JPT I didn't it's only just come to me now beating Wickham to get to Wembley for the first time in my lifetime um, yeah that was that, that was that, that, that was out of the day did you go on the pitch afterwards well story about that I'd, I'd had to call in sick to work to go to the game because I, I was working nights ago so I've got a severe migraine I can't come in um, lost my head I'm on live on Sky I've still got the picture now I'm live on Sky invading the pitch I go to work the next day saying I thought you were ill mate like, you're live on Sky invading the pitch I had a green park oh, and I had the same dear. coat on the next day and oh went, dear no no it worked me I just outright denied all knowledge of it it's like no it worked me man I was in bed oh dear I'm yeah, guessing yeah. you don't work there anymore mate if you're telling this no, story now yeah I don't know but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I got on the pitch and weirdly enough I was sat that night on the back row on the halfway line where we had season tickets for a couple of years with Pasty uh, and a couple of other guys where literally we, we backed up. So I spent a couple of seasons talking to like Bianca Westwood uh, and Dickie Davis from Sky because literally yeah, yeah. We, we stood right next to them. Um, but even that night, because you knew it was happening, we slowly made our way down and then just on the pitch, it was fucking great. That, that, yeah. That, 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 I think it was a little bit emotional that night because you just knew and then the buzz around it was like, shit, we're going to Wembley. Although it was probably the worst season in recent, say recent times, it's got to be one of the worst seasons in the club's history. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I think yeah. obviously Robin's coming in and winning the JPT kind of made up for it. Just yeah, I've got some vile memories of that season: the Sheffield United game, the Bolton game at home. That Sheffield United game is the worst game I've ever been to. Not because of the city performance, but just the toxic atmosphere. And then the, the scenes the, after the, the game. Got bitter though, didn't Sheffield United got bitter, didn't they? Because yeah, like, getting promoted and that, and fucking yeah, I, it, it was horrible. You could just, you know, it would, I remember stood there and I, I've never felt uneasy on uh, on the terraces like that. It was really horrible. I, I generally think that's probably one of the worst games I've ever been to. I didn't go that night. I obviously, I had a season ticket, but it was on Sky. But it was also the first night of the darts, and I thought it's fucking freezing. I'm going to watch the darts, man. So I was, I was flicking back, back and forth between the darts and the cov game. And next thing you know, it goes on a pitch. So I messaged my mate. He was like, "Goes, mate, looks a bit moody in there." He goes, "Oh, mate, it's absolutely horrible in here." But moody ain't the word, mate. It, honestly, it was minging. And then the walk back to the car afterwards. So we always used to park cov bars rugby club. That's um, why we used to park that as well. Yeah, I, I used to play rugby forum, so that's how we kind of got into it. So parking there. So that walk back from the Rico across. Across the road and up the um up the little bit where the old um social club used to be yeah that, that, that it took about forty minutes to get there because there was just little skirmishes everywhere it was just horrible just really didn't enjoy it that night and again it it, it wasn't because of the football it was just because of everything else. But who's your favourite ever cop player? Right, yeah, I, I like this. Let's get back to something a little bit more positive. Um, favourite ever. Um, he's got. I think he's. He's going to block me on Twitter at some point or put a restraint and all that. Darren Huckabee. Not a um, what a player. What a player. Just jinky little runs. Um, I remember his hat-trick against Forrest at home um, where he are. Oh, two major runs. We talked about the goal um, against United as well. Remember the, the, well, the Leeds away that. game as well. With my granddad. I remember staying up that night well late as a kid to watch it back a match of the day as well. Yeah, he was just... It just looked so amazing with his dribbling. He made it look effortless. Um, and I remember, I was gutted when he left. Really gutted. Um, but, you know, 
it's just football for you, isn't it? You know, people move on uh, and what have you. Um, Did he go so, to Leeds? It was either Leeds or Man City. He went to one of the two. He played for we, both eventually, though, didn't he? Yeah, he, he ended up playing for both. He may have gone to Leeds from us. I genuinely can't remember off the top of my head. So, surely someone will tweet us after this and tell us. Um, but yeah, it was one of them. And then I know he, he started the American Revolution, not David Beckham when he went to San Jose Earthquakes. <laughs> um, but I remember watching him. So the first game at Northampton I didn't go to, there was a Legends game at the Rico instead that I went to as a family. And he played that day. I remember because we were we were quite young kids. We sat. Were, were there a pitch invasion Yeah, yeah. We, we all had a sitting protest at the end. We all sat on the pitch. Um, weirdly, but yeah, and he, like the, the I think it was uh, Kiss Me Frank um, off Twitter who was doing the PA that day because he announced the score from. Um, was that Bristol City? We, yeah, we, we won four four. Yeah, uh, he, he announced it. He said four four. I was like, what the bloody hell? Um, yeah, I, was the, the, one, I was about one in ten people at six years who weren't at the Rico. <laughs> nah, but I just remember Huckabee was weren't that far in front of us. He stopped at one point and break a play, got a drink of water, and he wiped his wiped his forehead with his shirt. And like he still has six pack, he was still rapid. And I remember sitting there thinking he could really still do a job, you know. Um, have you got a bit of a semi on? Little bit, little <laughs> bit. It, it, it was a bit of a man crush, a bit of a man crush. Yeah, he, he he's got to be up there. But I think honourable mentions have got to go, um, Whelan, because yeah. he was he was just fantastic. The the, the Moroccans, um, Hazi Chippo growing up, um, and then we've had some great players over the years. Great players over there. Some really underrated players as well, like John Fleck. Um, I really like John Fleck when he was with J Tab as well. But I think. Yeah, it's, it's got to be hooks for me. What about you, mate? I'm the same. I've got three and I can't pick between the three of them. Uh, George Boateng. Yeah, hell of a player. Jordan Willis. Chuck. Dion Dublin. Yeah, big Dion. Fair enough, he went to the Vile. And then Leicester. Um, you know, he's he, he, ticked both of them. But... I, I think yeah, it's how good he was for us. So I, I despise William and Leicester, but I still love that bloke. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. He just scored goal after goal. I, I, I love that goal against Newcastle at home, where it's not beyond, uh, it's not oh, beyond Shea Given. And the Irish man, he doesn't know where Dublin is. <laughs> uh, that, to be fair, that was brilliant. Um, but I, I generally think that that's up there uh, with, with one of the cleverest goals scored in a while. But yeah, he, 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 I can see why he's up there for you. Uh, but Boatang as well, what a player he was. Just so tenacious in the tackle, and he had a great range of passing as well. And he, he went on to have a great career. Fair enough, he went to Villa as well. But so again, so he had you, didn't he? They had a lot of players yeah. on that tour. I, I think it says a lot about what we were doing. Um, in the fact he, that Villa were a massive, massive club then as well. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, and again, it, we we felt like a feeder club for him at one point, and all we got back was Steve Staunton and Julian Jochen. Staunton was a back end of his career and joked him yeah. he was awful at Cough to be honest he was to be fair he really was yeah. you look at his early career he, he wasn't a bad player at all he did he did really well at Villa to be honest yeah he did he did um, what, honestly, the... you mentioned that Dublin's goal against against Newcastle what's your yeah. favourite Cough goal you've seen live favourite Cough goal I've ever seen live uh, there's, there's, a, there's a couple there's a couple that stand out I remember Ben Stevenson scored a screamer against Oxford um that was a screamer as well. Yeah, in the League One rele- relegation season. No one's seen it coming either as well because he, he struggled to pass the ball 10 yards, let alone uh, <laughs> hit one from 35. Um, Dennis Wise is over a kick. Oh, hull away, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's got to be Froggy. Steve Frogger at home to Everton. Just, I was in the West Terrace that night. I remember the ball getting rolled out, coming across to him. He's opened his, you know, opened his legs, got it out of his feet, knocked, had a couple of touches, and the whole West Terrace just bellowed, shoot! And he has, he's just hit it, absolute thunderbolt, top corner. Like I don't know why the keeper's dived, just postage, just hell of a goal. I think, yeah, that, that, that for me, that's up there, best goal I've ever seen live. That's also mine, funny enough. Um, obviously, honourable mentions from me. So I think I think you've got to go for Willis, Grimmer, yeah. at Wembley. Um, George Thomas as well at Wembley. 
Yeah, true. Obviously, not so big games. Remember Gunnison at Blackburn in the FA Cup? Yeah. I love, uh, it. I love the show. Frank Musa at Preston scored from about 158 yards. Oh, what a goal that was. Yeah. Um, Frank well, Musa scored a lot. Good some worldies he did, to be fair. He, he, loved the, he loved the lob at one point, didn't he? Remember the one against Orient? They hadn't lost all season. We beat him 3-0 at Sixfield. He chipped the keeper. Some finish. Yeah. He, he was a hell of a player. He was a hell of a player. Right. Um, what, what else have we seen? James McPake overhead kick at Leicester. Yeah. We've been, we've been spoiled, haven't we? We've, 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 scored some, we've scored some good goals, man. I can't believe we've not mentioned Max Biamu. Yeah. He, he, he don't really like tappings much, does he? No, he don't. He couldn't, yeah. couldn't score for six months and he only scored some 150, 150 <laughs> yards. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny you brought it, you know, to, to the current squad. Out of the current squad, who's your favourite player at the minute, mate? Uh, Leo Ostergaard or Ryan Joyles. What a signing Ostergaard's been. Yeah. Solid as a rock, isn't he? People are going to be surprised there that I've not said the obvious. Gus Hamer, I've not seen him live. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying I don't like him. I do think he's a good player, but personally, and which this is this whole podcast is about people's different opinions. Um, for me, it's Ryan Joyles and Leo Ostergaard. Um, we all know yours, Ben Sheaf. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'm not going to say he's the best player in the squad, um, but we all know I'm a bit of a fanboy, and, and I've and I've got to say that. I'm a big fan of his. I like what he does. Again, I think once fans can see him in stadiums and see what he does off the ball, I think it'll, it'll be appreciated a bit more. Um, but I do, I, I do rate him. For, for me, I think you, you've got to look at Gus this season because he has. He, he's been, yeah, he's been frightening. He, he's been that little bit above everyone else. His, his passing range is great. If if he didn't bottle the tackles against Bournemouth, who knows? Um, you know, who's got the audacity to score a 30 yard header against the former international? Next England keeper as well. Yeah, like ridiculous. Um, he, he's been great. Um, I, I think the dark horse of the season has been. Um, what's his face? McFadden. Um, yeah, mate, he holds the defence together. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, he, he's given away a couple of penalties, don't get me wrong. Um, but he's been, he's been class. He's been, he's been a different class. Um, and I think we needed that experienced head to be fair. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Gus at the minute. Perfect. There's one minute left, mate. Happy days. Right. So what we'll do is we'll have, we'll have a quick breather, and then we'll go into our wider football conversation. Right then, so that's the the commentary heavy part bit gone. Um, so let's look at our wider football. Um, you know, we're both big football fans. Um, so Dave, what is the best ground you've been to? In terms of best, you'd have to probably say Old Trafford or Wembley or the Aviva. But in terms of favourite, I've got to say Hillsborough. I've always said it. I love Hillsborough. Yeah, it's it's a great stadium. It's steeped in history. Yeah, I, I like Bramall Lane as well. Um, I, I like old school grounds of an atmosphere. Yeah, I, I've always I've always been a, a sucker for a bit of a shithole, for want of a better term. Um, you know, I I, I think I, I've said this to many people before, and I'm sure I'll say it again, probably on on future episodes of this podcast as well. What one thing I miss about the League Two League One days is is those shithole stadiums. Oh mate, the oh, they were they were some of the best away that I've ever had. Just because they were like, I'm sure you want to tell the story, but Accrington away. Yeah, that's obviously we've not been there before. You, you turn up, at, we're on with a score behind me that day, but for some reason they actually parked outside the ground, which I don't usually do. Um, so we go, boy, what a shithole this is. Let's go and find a pub. Um, found a pub called the Ground, one pound eighty for a pint of Guinness, mate. What what more can you ask for on another way though? Not a pint of Guinness because it's fucking shit. <laughs> the, the, the locals were friendly. Lots. Uh, we got beat that day. The only bad thing about the day was the result, but and it pissed it down with no roof. But apart from that, it was what an away day that is. Yeah, you, you look at grounds like that. You know, I've, I've mentioned Rochdale already from from last season, but the likes of Crawley, Barnet, um, Barnet's a lovely setup. Yeah, but 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 do you know what I mean, it's the stadiums that we're not we're not going to get now. Fair enough, we're not going to games as it were, uh, as it were. 
Uh, and there's some lovely stadiums I'd love to go to this season. Like I, I'm good if we missed out on Deepdale. Hillsborough have missed out on already. Bristol City. Well, I'd, I'm quite intrigued to see what, what, what they would have done in terms of that, but the upgrades they've done. I wouldn't have mind going to Brentford's new stadium as well. Um, no, I think that was a big one when we got promoted and they, they didn't. That was a big one for me because obviously it's one of the nights, isn't it? I thought, and it's, yeah. it looks horrible, I tell you, to be honest. But What with the fucking Lego seats? It looks awful, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not the fucking best. I don't get it. But yeah, I think, um, you know, the, 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 what one thing I love about this country is we have got some great grounds. For me, my favourite is St James's Park. Too high for me, mate. Not, not for yeah. me. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah. Obviously, you've got to have your anti-sickness tablets before you go on your way in. But I was lucky enough to be in the home end the day they won the championship. Oh, okay. Um, was, that uh, under, was that under Chris Hooten or Benitez? Benitez, it was under Rafa, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, a mate of mine is a, is, is a, is a bit of a Newcastle fan. Um, and they had Barnsley Sunday, um, Sunday lunchtime. Uh, and it's really weird because we played our last game in League One, this, the relegation season, the, the day before. We were already relegated at that point, so I classed as a League Two team. So I see League One and League Two on the Saturday, and then on Sunday I watched I watched um, Championship and Premiership football because Newcastle won the league. So I'm classing that as Premiership too. But they but they beat Barnsley three 0 Adam Armstrong was in their side. Um, was it? it was Dwight Gale scored first, won 3-0, which I had as a bet. Gale scored first, 3-0 win. So it won me a few quid. It was it was the same season relega- that Sunderland got relegated from the Premier League as well. So you had all the Newcastle fans singing, uh, the mags the are going up and the scrum are coming down. Yeah. Um, Dwight Gale scoring at the Gallagher end, doing the we're going up there, going down celebration was fucking class as well. Um, they're a different breed up there. That you know Their home end is just a different breed. I couldn't understand a word any fucker was saying. Um, they just love their football so much. Yeah, they've got so hardcore. As well. So hardcore, you've got to give them that. Um, and it, what I got to experience that day was something that I've always wanted to do as a kid. So do you know when you're watching the last game of the season on telly and everyone's listening to the radio and on the phone to their mums and biting their nails and checking the scores come in? Wow, Newcastle had to beat Brighton's score at Villa Park. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that there was a helicopter in the air with a trophy because um, whoever whoever got the best result won the league. Won the league. So obviously Newcastle are freeing it up, and it's nil nil. I think it's nil nil down at down at Villa Park, and everyone's like, um, "Oh no, it, it may have been one nil to Brighton." Yeah, it was one nil to Brighton, I think. And in eighty ninth minute, Jack Grealish just scored for Villa. So it's the only Villa goal I've ever celebrated um, <laughs> because you just get caught up in the emotion yeah. and you can start hearing the noise trickling through and you can hear the murmurs. Murmur, and you, you, like, you're like you looking down the line and you can see like the players have got their phones out and then the players start hugging each other. You're like, they fucking know. And at which point all the fans start getting it and then the roar is starts building and building. It reaches this crescendo and the whole place just goes fucking nuts. And I can honestly, like, getting caught up in that was great. Me, me and my mate were literally going to leave at the final whistle. So, obviously, we had to drive back to Carve. But when it comes to the trophy presentation and stuff, like, we've got to fucking stick around for this, haven't we? watch it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was. It, it was class. Um, you know, Rafa Benitez gave a little bit of a speech. Um, and, and to be fair, that's some good players that season. Uh, John Joe Shelby, um, you could see how class he actually technically is as well that day. Um, he stroked the ball around lovely. Did they invade the um, pit? No, they didn't, to be fair. No. I think, that, no, they may have been a couple, but they kind of got ushered off because, you know, they, they needed to do the tro- yeah, trophy presentation. Um, Obviously, you just mentioned John Joe Shelby and Dwight Gale. Who's the best opposition player you've ever seen play against Cov? Oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Luckily, due to our age, we've seen a lot of the Premier League years. Yeah. Uh, so we were lucky enough to see the likes of Overmars, Vieira, um, Beckham, Cantona. Henri. Henri. Uh, Shearer, uh, Zola, Di Matteo, you know, some real greats to Canio. I loved it. Uh, oh, I remember still player he was. Matt Letizia, I remember watching him for Southampton. And he, what a player he was as well, by the way. But I think um, for me, I think it's Dennis Burkamp. Yeah. Just what a touch, what a range of passing. Um, 
he, 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 he was something else. Um, I think the only other player that I, you know, I've really in more recent times, Chris Eagles always used to seem to have a good game against us, no matter who he played for. Uh, I know when he was at Burnley, didn't he? Yeah, I remember him scoring a free kick against us midweek. Um, he was a hell of a player. I always liked the look of him. Um, so yeah, I think the, the best one I've ever seen was, was Burkamp. I remember being in awe of Emmanuel Petit. I was near the corner flag, um, and he went. He came over to take a corner, and I never realised how tall he was. Yeah, and he smelled gorgeous. Well, cup winner as well. Yeah, exactly. He, he was frightening. Um, and I'm just going to throw one more left field one in there. I, I, I watched the FA Youth Cup final against West Ham and they had Joe Cole. And watching Joe Cole play against us as a kid, you could see how good he was going to be as a pro. He was somehow else. He looked, he looked like a little boy playing in the men's football, but he played like a man playing in little boys' football. People say, even to this day, the best player they played with, a lot younger, was Joe Cole. Apparently, at one point, they thought he was going to be the best player in the world. Obviously, yeah. he didn't have a bad career. He won the Premiership and that, didn't he? But apparently, he was unreal. Oh, hell of a player. Hell of a player. Remember his goal for England against Sweden? Oh, mate. How can I forget it? Completely lost my mind that day. What a, what a strike. Like, who's even got the audacity to try that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Back onto Cov for a second. His free kick against Barnsley at the Recoach. Yeah. 3-2 or 4-3, whatever it was. And I think I think I seen on Twitter earlier. It's uh, on this day. I think it was in like 2015. Was um, against Warsaw. We drew one all, but he set Chris Stokes up. He's, yeah. He 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 took a free kick, and just the just the quality of that ball. You can tell he wasn't a League One player, but you know the, the, the coup to get him in. I think he did a lot, you know, behind the scenes for us as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, as as a kid, he he was frightening. Um, but I think in, in in their pomp, got to be Bergkamp. What about you, mate? There's there's two there's two that stand out. But obviously, any name you just mentioned there, I could have picked any single one of them because they're all great mm. to the game. Especially people at Henri, you, you can't really leave them out. For me, uh, Roy Keane. Nothing to do with being Irish, no? Absolutely nothing. But no, but uh, in in terms of that, he was he was what you want as a captain and a leader. He is everything that you want. Nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense. A different gear. Um, the yeah, other one, he, he was, yeah. Uh, this is a bit left field. First season Division One, Portsmouth won the league. Paul Merson that day. Paul Merson, magic man. A player that good. To be fair, in Villa, uh, the Villa Park they got relegated. He was he was class that day as well. Scored two, ran the show. But yeah, um, I, I always liked Merson. Always liked Merson as a player. Uh, um, a, a, another one I've seen live. It was for England. It weren't against Cove, but I still to this day think he's the best left back of all time. Ashley Cole. Oh, that spell from what, 2004 to 2008? Yeah. Like, England played Portugal in the Euros and the World Cup and Ronaldo didn't get a sniff. Yeah, he marked him out the game twice. Marked him out of the game twice. Ashley Cole was frightening. Frightening player. Um, um, again, but, I don't know. But, I've been to a couple of England games. I've seen Beckham, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Lamp- Lampard, Rooney. They could, they could all be in there as well. Yeah, easily. Easily. Definitely. So, well, to be fair, we've seen some players between us, haven't we? We have. You don't um, realise you think about, do you? <laughs> it's, it's true, mate. It's true. Now, we're going to go... I know we're Cov fans. I know we're Cov fans. But we're football fans as well. So, is there any club that you kind of... you got a little bit of a soft spot for? On a Saturday, you, you, you check to see if their score's coming in sort of thing. Um, you know, you, you want them to do well. A couple, obviously Celtic. Always look out for their result. Um, but in terms, in terms of in England, Birmingham. Always like Birmingham for some reason. Don't know why. I just always, always. I remember celebrating when they set up last game of the season a couple of years ago at Bolton. I went wild. <laughs> um, and because of the Brian Clough connection, because he's one of my all-time heroes. Yeah, Forest are one of those clubs, aren't they? That I, I think they should be um, the other end of the table, if not. A Premier League side like Leeds, yeah. Um, yeah, you may gather from saying that I have got a little bit of a soft spot for Leeds. I think when they start singing marching on together at Ellen Road, it's some else, um, especially under the lights as well. Um, I, I, I was really happy for them to get promoted. I think they played some good football, they've, they've got some good players, 
Um, and the times as well. It shows that you can go all the way down to the third division and come back up. Exactly that. Exactly that. And, and I think we have to look at that and kind of say, right, Leeds have done it under some terrible ownership. Uh, I'm not going to get into that today. Um, but like, why why can't we look to achieve that? We, we we've got a fan base on the whole as fanatical as them, if not more. So why can't we be we be back there with them? Um, the only thing I'll say about that, I don't disagree with it, but I think the difference between the fan base at Leeds and the fan base at Cobb, Leeds fans will go regardless where Cobb fans turn up for big games. Yeah. Well, well that's proven, isn't it, that Johnson's paint games, yeah. the first games back at the Rico. Well, I, was... I, I, I remember the first game back at the Rico against Ginning on, you know, the 32,000. And I think we had Bristol Rovers. It, it, it was Yeovil. Oh, was it Yeovil? Yeah, because we, we wouldn't see one in, in front of about six 6,000 people. Because I remember as we were walking out, there was a few people muttering. I wonder how many people... Like, sarcastic comments saying, I'll, I'll see you for the Oval game, yeah, I'll see you for the Oval game. Yeah, I was one of them. Which, to be fair, I get completely, you know, you, you, we've got blokes like ourselves that have spent thousands of pounds going up and down the country, following the club, buying the shirts, buying the tickets, all the rest of it. Like, I'm a season ticket holder this year. You know, I've paid the membership. I've paid the best part of three hundred quid to, to to watch a couple of iFollow games. Yeah, it's not with uh, the best quality either. Yeah, well, don't get me started on that. Um, but yeah, it's it's just what you do for your football club, isn't it? So um, I think we could rival Leeds in that respect. You know, that's why I got a soft spot for them. Again, Newcastle, not just because of what I've seen up there. Always had a soft spot for Newcastle. Um, I loved Shearer as a kid. Uh, Nobby Solano was always a good player. Uh, they, they've always had a good. A good squad like Lauren Robert. I remember yeah. watching him; he was frightening. Um, Ginola. Um, I, I remember when, when Gutierrez got testicular cancer uh, and was out for a few years. Jonas Gutierrez, and then he scored on his first game back. I remember feeling so proud for him. Yeah, like just fuck, just, just that feel good moment. So I'm glad I, I got to watch the league there. Uh, and, another, and another club I like. Just, I just think that they're a great club. Is that is Everton? Um, yeah, 100% Everton. I'd love to go to Goodison Park. I've never been there. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to. I, I don't think I'd want to watch Cov there because I think we'd lose. But yeah. I, I wouldn't mind going up there and just watch, just watching a random game. I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. Um, and I used to live with a lad who's a Chelsea fan, mad Chelsea fan. So I went for, I went for a spell. Um, he was in Moscow for the final they lost. He was in Munich for the final they won. Um I remember he, he's got uh, loads of programmes. Like His words to me were, I remember being a Chelsea fan when Cobb used to beat us. Yeah. Um, so, he, you know... He, 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 first game of the season, two years in a row. Yeah, two years running. He, he, he was he, he was a big fan. His, his dad's a Cockney. Um, so, I, I kind of give him that sort of... I, I watched Chelsea quite regularly this year because I live with my granddad. He's a Cobb fan. He, he's one who got me into it. But for some reason, he loves Chelsea. Ever since Mourinho come the first time round, he watches every Chelsea game. So I watch him quite a lot this season. I watched him quite a lot with with Brownie when I lived there. I went down to a couple of games with him. Um, never really enjoyed it down there, though. I, I don't know. There's something about it I didn't like. But probably it, the process in West London. Yeah, that's, that's probably all there. It, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't feel the same. It didn't feel like a, an enjoyable football game. Um so, so some people might think that's a bit of an out-there opinion. So what is your unpopular football opinion? My unpopular football opinion? Mate, I've got a couple. Um, right, so here's one for you. I don't want us to get promoted to the Premier League. Because I, I don't want us to become one of those clubs that get sucked into just money, 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 money and have all these... All these glory fans coming along just to watch Man United and just to watch Liverpool. I want them to be there to support the city. Um, I also don't want to be anywhere near VAR because I think I it's fucking. Yeah, I, I think it's nonsense. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd happily be a Championship club for the rest of rest of our days, um, which I'm, I'm sure will be unpopular amongst some of the fan base. I'm going to upset a couple more people. Um, I don't see the hatred for Villa. You upset me with that one. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but, but so we haven't been in the same division as them for twenty years. So I don't. I get there's a geographic rivalry, but they don't give a fuck about us. They really don't. Um, and 
I hate Sunderland more. I hate oh, Sheffield. I, I I hate Sheffield United more. I, I don't really like Leicester. Um, and again, I think that's because we spent a lot of time in the same division as them, so we, we got that little bit of a rivalry. But the the Villa one, I, I'm over it. I'm, I'm quite glad they stayed up last year. Everyone was saying, "Oh, we want them to come down." I actually wanted them to stay up. I, I don't mind it, and I love the fact that Jack Grealish is doing well for him because he's an England fan. I, th- I think he's he, he's one of the first names on the team sheet at the minute. I agree about Grealish. I think he's a different level. Um, just if anyone wants to tweet this abuse about that Villa thing, I'm having nothing to do with it because I despise them. So all all um, any comments about the Villa thing, it's at Littlewood eighty eight and not at me. Yeah, cheers, mate. Cheers. Um, so I've got a f- I've got one unpopular opinion. Well, you've got, you've got fucking loads, mate. Got, got a lot more than one. Uh, <laughs> just in terms of teams, I hate first of all what you mentioned. For me, it's, there's only there's four. It's Villa, Leicester. I hate Wasps more than both of them put together. Um, and Rangers, but that's it. My my unpopular football opinion is Steven Gerrard is nowhere near one of the best English midfielders of all time. Oh, you're going to rattle some cages there, mate. Go on, justify yeah, it. Justify it. Because you're just not. I, I could name you five, five players in the Premier League who have been better than him over the last 25 years. Go on, then. Just, do you want me to name one? Yeah. You, you said you could do it. Roy Keane. Pat, Patrick Vieira. Okay. Frank Lampard. Yeah. David Silva. Yeah, David Silva's different gravy, to be fair. Yeah. I, I could go on all day. Gerard for me, is not that good. Paul Scholes. Uh, Gary Speed. Yeah, both of them. Um, Kante. But, but surely you respect what he did in his career? I respect that he, he was forced to stay at his lovely, beloved Liverpool because he got threatened when he went to go to Chelsea. I respect him as a one-club player, but that's it. But surely you got to look at that FA Cup final against West Ham where he single-handedly dragged them through that. I can't You've look, got to look at It cost me a fortune to had West Ham. <laughs> um, no, I just... And my other, my other unpopular opinion is I fucking can't stand Liverpool. I hate them. I cannot stand them. So I think that don't help either. No, I, I know what you mean. I've I've got a couple of friends who've got very similar similar feelings. I don't think they help themselves uh, with the with scouts not English sort of stuff. I, I, I think that rubs people up the wrong way. On the subject of Liverpool, we, one of our mutual players, Craig Bellamy. I'm going to throw this one out there, which is going to cause a little bit of friction too. I love the bloke and I don't blame him for not wanting to come to Cov. I already talk and I've seen him on Sky. I think as a pundit, he talks a lot of sense. He knows the game. I don't mind betting him. I think he's all right. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. Um, and having read his book, he tells the story a lot more about his transfer to Cov, uh, how he was promised to move to Newcastle, how that didn't happen and it all fell through. And then, Newcastle put a bid in for him the same day as carved and it was hidden from him. Do you know what? He never wanted to be here. Um, I'll tell you what he didn't mention in his book, but he should have done. It was mentioned by Chris Kirkland under the Kosh podcast. Um, Paul Williams cleaned him out in one punch at Royton, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Big Willow. Um, got a love Willow for that. Oh, to be yeah, fair, I think he needed that. Newcastle. What's that, sorry? Remember Paul Williams' goal against Newcastle? Yes. Body, body from about 30 yards from a corner. Yeah, I would not mention that. We've talked about our best goals, yeah, uh, especially from a centre half. But yeah, I, I, I don't blame Bellamy too much. Uh, he's got on had a great career. Um, for, I, I think everyone blames him for the season we got relegated, but we just lost Keane. Um, and we, we tried to do the same thing again. We, we, tried, we tried to sign a, a teenager. From the from the, the, the lower division to replace him, and it, it just if, it just didn't work. If Johnny Hartson was there longer, he'd have kept us up. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Um, but again, ifs and buts don't win football games. Um, and what happened happened, and you know we've been on that roller coaster journey since. But yeah, so so that's our unpopular opinions, eh? On on if anyone wants to comment on any of them. Honestly, we, we we encourage the interaction. Hundred um, percent. I'm sure there'll be some feedback. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Right. So we'll be. I think now's the time we get into the the, the real the crutch of it, where we do our best eleven. What do you reckon, mate? Let's go for it, mate. Again on this one as well. Anything we've mentioned over the whole podcast, anything we mentioned the best eleven, um, 
tweet us and any feedback we take everything on board because we want to kind of grow and see how well we can do with this so we take everyone's feedback on board any questions you want answered in the next podcast get at us right then guys here we are dave the uh we're at the nitty gritty mate we're at the business end our best ever city 11 um, I think there'll be a couple of clean sweeps in that, that we both pick, but I think it'll be very different. Yeah, I, I I agree, mate. I agree. What do you want to do? Do you want to go player for player? What do you want me to do? Mine, you do yours. What what, what do you want to yeah. do, mate? We'll go player for player, but we'll start with formations first. You go four four two. Got to, mate. Got to go old school. Got to go four four two. I usually do, but just to get other players in who I want to get in, I've gone three five two. Ah, uh, see what you've done there. See, I've used a bit of creative license, which you'll see in this. Um, to kind of get them in. But yeah, okay. No, I like that. I like that a lot. I'll have a bet with you now. I think I think we're both have the same goalkeeper. So I'll start. I've got Magnus Hedman. Magnus Hedman, yeah. yeah. Clean sweep. Um, definitely. I think Kieran Westwood was close. Um, but I think ha- having watched Magnus Hedman in those those few seasons in the in the in the premiership, he was a different gravy, wasn't he? He was somehow else. He was just this yeah. big blonde bombshell in the sticks, great shot stopper. He lived some life about, didn't he, when he retired? He did, mate. He did. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think Henry gets the nod for me, and I I love that green and purple goalie kit he had that one year. I love the black one with yellow down the side. I had that as a kid. Lovely top. Like yeah, that. that was a lovely top. That was a lovely top. Um, so you've you've gone four four two. So you can go first because you've got a right back. Yeah, I'm right back. Um, there was a couple I could have had here. I nearly put Jordan Willis in as a right back um, to try and get him in, but I thought no, I've I've got to go. I've got to go with me. and it's got to be Roland Nelson. He was he was a hell of a player, just a consummate professional. Um, if I'd have gone four four two, he would have been in right back immediately. Yeah, um, I think he had a hell a hell of a career. Um, so yeah, Roland Nelson for me. Who's your first centre back? Um, Scotty Dan. Clean sweep. He's my also my first centre back. Scotty Dan. I think. Um, Although we didn't have him long, you could see exactly what he was capable of. And if we had the the resources and the finances and everything else, we could have built a team with him in the spine of it. He would have captained us for years. Look, look what he did when he went out to Birmingham. He was he was somewhere else. Um, well, at Palace as well. He's still there now, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's he's still at the Palace. Um, I, I think he's lucky not to get a few England caps as well. To be fair, uh, my second pick is obviously Jordan Willis. Clean sweep, mate. He's my other centre half. You had him as well. Yeah, oh, do you know what? I, I, I was going to go for Elliot Ward because um, I really liked Elliot Ward when he was here. But on reflection, Willis could have gone a couple of times um, and I think the loyalty shown to the club um, and some of the goals, he scored some really important goals as well. Um, I, I, I think I'd, it'd be criminal not to. It'd be criminal not to have Jordan Willis. I think it's criminal how he's never been called up for the England squad to be honest. Because he's never played a decent level, man. That's why. Um, my, my other centre-back, obviously you've got your left-back now, but my other centre-back, and bear with me on this because you've given me stick for it before. Oh, I know with, where you're going here. And I'm guessing I'll get stick on Twitter, but it's the only way I could get him in and he's my all-time hero, Dion Dublin. And he can play centre-back and he did a many yes, times. Yes, he can, he can, he can. And I'm sure you won't be the, first, you're the only person that does this. Um, but okay, okay. Who's your left-back? Danny Fox, mate. There's not much to choose from, so yeah, Danny Fox. Fox. Um, I, I what, what a player! What just his his distribution, he, the way he could deliver a ball was like something we hadn't seen in years. Um, I, I think the only thing we won't, we haven't really been spoiled for choice. What about Marcus Hall? I like Marcus a lot, but I don't think he walks into that side. I, I t- tell you one that come to mind when I was thinking about it. I think he's a really good player when he was here. Stephen Warnock. Yes, yes. Did he, did he really play with the year for us? I think he did. Yes. He, and again, he went on to have a great career at Villa, Wigan, uh, Blackburn. Very good player. Um, yeah, I could only think of him and Fox when I proper thought of it. Stuart Giddings, but he was always injured. Yeah, this is true. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think Fox has, has to do it for me. Yeah. Um, again, if we would have kept on a get hold of him a bit longer... We really could have built something. We really could have built a side. Um, but like I say, if, if my auntie had a dick, she'd be my uncle. So. Um, right winger, I've got... Um, and people might... He was only here for 
Yeah, but he scored so many goals from right wing. David Thompson. Oh, what a player. What a player Tomo was. Um, I think he, I thought it was a massive gamble for him leaving Liverpool because he was in and around the squad, you know, uh, when he left to come and play for us. Um, I thought it was a gamble, but, you know, he did he did really well. Uh, I, I really liked Thompson. Really liked him. Who's your right winger? Again, I've used a bit of creative licence here. Darren Huckabee. Yeah. Um, just just so I could get uh, other players in further forward. And he, he, he did play off the wing quite a lot um, for, throughout his career. I've, I've waxed lyrical about him enough. Um, I don't need to go into too much. But yeah, Darren Huckabee walks into that side for me. Um, I've got a three in the middle, so I'll go to my three in the middle straight away. Gary McAllister. Clean sweep. Michael Doyle. No. George Botang. Nice. That, that's the hell of a midfield three, that is. Yeah. You, you ain't getting much change out of that, are you? <laughs> Not a chance. Fucking hell. Love that, mate. Love that. Who are your two in the middle? So I've got Gary Mack, who I think is one of the best players to ever wear a city shirt. Um, just, he got, he got so much better as, as his career went on. And yeah. then he he went to Liverpool and had that great spot spot at Liverpool. Came he, back was, and he, he, wasn't he there when they win the treble? Yes, I, I thought that didn't they win five trophies. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. but they won the UEFA Cup against Alaves. Yeah, uh, he scored that great free kick against Everton as well. Um, yeah, he did. So yeah, he's he's up there. He's got to be up there. Only glitch in his career is the fact that he missed that penalty in Euro '96 against England. Where, um, what's his name? Yuri Geller apparently made the ball move just as he hit it. Apparently, I don't know if you've ever heard the story. Yuri Geller claims that he was in a helicopter above Wembley and he made the ball move. Yeah, but he also claims he's like, he's a weirdo, he is, man. He's best mate yeah. Mark Jackson. He was at Exeter and all sorts, weren't he? What's all that about? Yeah, it's madness, isn't it, mate? It's madness. Um, and my other centre midfielder, um, although he probably played a little bit more wide, um, I needed to get him in, was Mustafa, Mustafa Haji. The Moroccan magician, um, African player of the year, had a great World Cup in '98 when we signed him, and him and Chippo between them were just a breath of fresh air. With Robbie Keane up front, um, just you know that that that's probably one of my favourite city sides. Um, although you know Huckabee and, and and Dublin had left at that point the season the season before w- w- was great. I just think you know, everyone wearing the fezes to games and. Yeah. The Chippo, Haji, Haji, Chippo, Haji, Haji, Kilo. Chant sticks with me now. We still still give it loads now. Um, yeah, I think Haji was just an absolute magician. Um, and there's this great story with Haji. Um, I think he was in a rich vein of scoring form at, at one point, And we had West Ham at home. And we won 1-0. And John Moncourt got sent off. I remember it. They had the Doc Martin sponsor. Yeah. Um, that like reminds me of Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the same season he scored that boys' cool kick. Yeah. Um, but me and my mate snuck in that day. Um, we're in the West Terrace and one of the stewards found us um, and kind of took pity on us. So we just, he, he didn't kick us out. He put us in the McDonald's family stand right on the back row. So literally, we, we, we needed the telescope to see the centre circle. It was a joke. Um, and we had a free kick on the right-hand side and balls come in. All we've seen is this long hair go in, flick the header on, bang, scored. Um, and the whole crowd, scone, Haji, Haji, Haji. And then the, the PA announcers come over and said, uh, goal scorer for Coventry City, number 18, Yusef Chippo. <laughs> Chippo, Chippo. I may have got that the wrong way around because yeah. let's be honest, it was easy done. And I was a kid, I was about 10. Um but yeah, it, that just sticks in my mind really, really vaguely. It's one of the, it's one of the first red cards I've seen as well, um, which, which really got me. I always thought it was just something that happened on telly and never happened in our games. And um, it happened, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, the, and the reason I've got him in the middle is to make room for Stevie Frogger on the left-hand side. He's also who I've got, but I've got him slash Hadji slash Chippo. I can't pick between the three of them. So I want to I want to mention the Moroccans, but I will go for Froggart because if his career wasn't ended, I think he'd have gone on to play a million caps for England. Yeah, uh, I've said this timeless, uh, countless times to other people. Um, England had that problem with the left hand side in the late nineties, and I think if Fro- if Froggart stayed fit, he, he gets he gets a handful of caps quite easily. 
Uh, and to be fair, I, I don't know how long he stays at Cove for. Um, there's every possibility he, he moves on to a European challenge inside. There was talks, I've, I've read this the other day, before he got injured, Villa were looking at him. Villa were a huge club then. I think he was at Villa as a youngster. Yeah, he was, and he went to Wolves, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I know he's, he's a Midlands lad, so it wouldn't surprise me if he would have went back. Um, up front, I'll go first, standard, Darren Huckabee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see what you've done there. So, so we've both got a striker up front that is in the other player's team. Yeah. In a different position. I've gone for Dion Dublin up front. Okay. Um, I think he's wasted anywhere else on the pitch. I think I, I think you, you, you've got to play him up there. Um, um, my next but, one, again, I've got slashes. I've still not picked now, so this is off the course. But I've got a slash between Noel Whelan, Marlon King, Callum Wilson, Robbie Keane. Take your pick. And, and I, I think they all go through different... I love Noel Whelan. Love him, love him, love him. And I think, again, if... He, he, he put his head down. He, he could have had a fantastic career. Yeah. Um, he wasn't in trouble all the time. I think he'd have gone on to play a lot more in the Premiership than he did. Yeah. Um, Rob, Robbie Keane, the only reason he's not in mine is because we, we didn't have him long enough. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to make a, a pick. Um, it's not going to be Robbie Keane, but just to mention Robbie Keane, I was, I was in Dublin for his last ever game for Ireland. What a night that was. Um, I bet. He's always one of my heroes anyway for being an Ireland fan, but I'm going to go with Noel Whelan, just. But I love Callum Wilson and Marlon King as well. Nice. See, I'm going to go Marlon King, just to be a bit different. Um, I think when he joined us, he was a breath of fresh air. No one wanted to, no one's wanted to take a chance on him. Um, he came, he scored goals in abundance, important goals, just the way he left. Um so was it for me but then again I could say the same thing about Dion Dublin so, and I've got I've, him in there I've got so much stick on Twitter over the years for saying how good Marlon King was obviously because of his past but take his past out of it and just look at it yeah of... just look at him as a footballer yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I agree completely he was that far ahead of anyone else in that side mate he was in a shit team as well really let's be honest yeah he was yeah, de- de- definitely definitely and, and he was he was a hell of a striker I, I nearly went for David McGoldrick but I tried to stay away from lone players um Talking of lone players, I'll, I'll take Doyle out, out my midfield for Brighton and Bakari, one of the best players I've ever seen play for Cove. Hell of a player. Hell of a player. What an attitude, though. Otherwise, it, I'm yeah. not being funny. I'm being Wolves' first team if, if, um, if, you did, if you didn't have that attitude problem. The last two questions, two, two big ones as well. Who's your captain and who's your manager? Captain's Gary Mack. Uh, Gary McAllister. Um, I've got a thing about having 10 midfielders as captains. Um, I think they, you know, that it's the perfect way to install that bit of leadership and kind of they, they can see everything. They're, they're right in the mix of the game. So Gary Max, my captain, um, a manager. Wow. Okay. We've had some stinkers, haven't we? We've had some yeah. stinkers, but I think I think he's got to be Mark Robbins. He's got to be um, for, for what he's achieved since he's come back to the club. I think it's got to be Mark Robbins. My captain in that team, you've got Jordan Willis, Dion Dublin, Michael Doyle, Gary, McSheff, uh, Gary McAllister. Take your pick, but I'm going to go with Doyle, I think, purely for that League Two season. That's why he's in my team. He just, he yeah, 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 yeah. Single handedly, didn't he? He grabbed his body, scored for the neck, and, and kind, of, kind of got in there. In terms um, of, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck between Strachan and Robbins. See, if I didn't if I didn't have Robbins, I'd have the bloke who came on the pitch at Forest Green at home. <laughs> yeah, he got us back up as well, didn't he? Yeah, because I, I think that's the day where in the changing room the players ball looked at each other and went, Oh for fuck's sake, someone's not going right here. Um so yeah, um it's, it's Mark Robbins all day. On on the proviso that he's got ADV bash with him. hundred percent I agree with that. Because I you know, I think we we have to give AD a shout out. I'll go with I'll go with Strachan purely for you gone for Robbins but I, I, I like him but I know Strachan took us down but mate he, he's a good manager well he was anyway. yeah he was he was he was a good manager let's be honest but I think wow. that's it if you want to follow us on Twitter to ask us any questions it's at what's the crack PC um, it's for Neil it's at Littlewood88 and I'm not on Twitter yeah. so anything you want to come up with just talk to me about just tweet me at what's the crack but yeah guys thank you so much for taking your time out to, to, to listen to two, two idiots have a waffle um, if you want to get involved like Dave said interact with us on Twitter um, you know share this as much as you can please guys we'd we really appreciate it thanks for the support everyone's given us so far if you want to get involved in future episodes share your story share your memories 
drop us a message. You know, we really want to hear from everyone and we want to have a wide range, especially when it comes to the best 11s. And, you know, you guys might bring up memories, you know, that we've forgotten about and, and the world's a bit of a shit place at the minute. So if we can make it a little bit better just by talking about, you know, some great members of the city, then let's do that, eh? 100%. Thank you for listening, guys. Neil, take it easy, mate. I'll see you again soon. Andrew, Dave, speak soon, mate. See you later, mate.